Hi everyone, this is Waylena, and I'm here to talk about free and open source software for planetarium content production and other immersive environments. Welcome to FOSDOME. I want everyone to know that show notes can be found on my blog, FOSDOME.com. I'll make sure to leave links for any software or tutorials mentioned in the episode. And if you like this episode and you want to hear more like it, make sure to subscribe and rate it in your podcast listening software of choice. Today is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, and this is episode 14, Chandra Models and VR Content. Well, it's a lousy title, and if I have a better title by the time I get it posted, then I'll just put a different title and be done with it. Um, I'm going to try to talk fast because there's uh, big storms on the way and they're getting boomy already. So uh, let's see, a lot has happened since my last episode. Um, in open source news, let's see, Adobe has joined many other companies in sponsoring Blender and has even contributed some helpful add-ons. Blender, of course, just keeps getting better and better and better. Version 3.00 will have some excellent usability improvements to geometry nodes. Yay! Um, there's other improvements to the um, intermediate versions that are happening, but the 3 is in alpha, and uh, so it crashes a lot, but it's still kind of fun to play with. And, of course, you can also get um, very uh, specific experimental builds with different branches. Well, it, it, it's just a lot of fun and an amazing rabbit hole to jump down. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Audacity's new owners are still screwing around with privacy terms for using the downloaded binaries. I hope they get that worked out because Audacity is a wonderful program. I'm using it right now to record this, but it is a pain to compile from source. A lot of forks have been made of the project, but I don't know how well they'll do. Let's see. Um, oh, I mentioned in a previous episode HDR let's see, HDRI Haven and Texture Haven. Um, they're all now rolled into one. I think it's called Polyhaven. I'll make sure to get that uh, link put into the notes. So what have I been up to lately? Well, a better question is what haven't I been up to lately? So I did visit my family in Ohio in July, and I worked like crazy getting the planetarium ready to reopen at the start of August. Now, with Delta variant ramping up in the U.S., we weren't sure if we'd be permitted to open. Um, we did set our own capacity limit, and then the college set a higher limit than our limit, but we've gone ahead and stuck with uh, our limit. Um, we've got more time scheduled in between shows to do a lot of cleaning, and of course, everyone is masked so far, so good. We still have very few people on staff, but my director, Eric, is making great progress on getting our new team assembled. He's also been bringing more faculty into our circle to help out and to bring classes in from non-astronomy subjects. So I'm pretty excited about that. 
Um, we were able to rehire our part-time presenter, the incredible Tanya Swigert. She is a superhero, full-time teacher by day, planetarium educator by night. We are so lucky to have her. Oh my goodness. Now, a week before our reopening, we had an unplanned power outage that knocked out our lighting control computer. Fortunately, we could still manually control the lights, and none of the programming that we had scheduled relied on uh, lighting effects programmed in. So, um, that's pretty good. Also pretty good is that um, we've got the approval to replace it, so we're going to make that happen. Uh, let's see, we did get a full set of larger hard drives, so I migrated the content to the new drives and then installed a bunch of shows, mostly from ESO, that I hadn't been able to install before because we didn't have room on the hard drives. I mean, they were filling up. Um, so now we've got Unveiling the Invisible Universe, Europe to the Stars, The Sun, Our Living Star, and from ESA, a mini-show on the Hera mission that is, it's a five-minute show, but it's marvelous. I love it. I have watched it over and over again, and I'm going to include it wherever I can. Um, I, I I love that it's, uh, well, I love the mission, but I love the way it's presented in the, the short program. I mean, it's really showing concepts that we see in science fiction all the time, how, and it spells out how. They're going to be using these things for for real in this mission. So like, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Uh, let's see. Through all of this, my garden has been doing far better than ever before. For the first time, we've been successful in growing cucumbers. Very successful. So much so that I have been canning pickles, both bread and butter and garlic dill, using garlic from my dad's garden, of course, from that trip that I made in July. Um, we've managed to get a few tomatoes before the squirrels could get them and some green beans. We have to hide the harvested green beans from one of our cats, Carmen. She loves to steal green beans and prance around with them as though she caught them trying to escape or something. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I can actually feel the thunder as uh, it's, it's approaching. That's kind of crazy. A fun thing in getting the planetarium ready to open has been incorporating things from over the past 17 months. For instance, the images uh, we showed a lot in our Zoom Sky Talks. Photos of sky things that happened, like Comet Neowise from last summer. Things like that. I also put in the uh, Stellarium landscapes that I made last year uh, into the Digistar system and set one of them up as the home panorama. So that's pretty exciting. This, uh, it looks really nice too. The one from the Astronomy Club, uh, Prairie Winds Observatory especially. And um, we had the Astronomy Club meet there at the planetarium for the first time in all of this uh, and uh, got more of those folks interested. So I repackaged the landscapes into proper zip files for installing from within Stellarium. I'll put the links to that in the show notes as well. I was 
kind of excited because I learned how to set them up as um, as packages through GitHub. So that was kind of cool. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I should probably check and see if the Stellarium folks want to link to it from their landscape web page where they uh, link to a lot of downloadables like that. So let's see, another fun thing I did was try my hand at some citizen science. I downloaded a set of raw JunoCam images and used GIMP to assign the colors. For first attempt, it was pretty cool. I followed a YouTube demo from the Griffith Observatory uh, from about a year ago. It was They did that, and uh, it was so fun, right? I put the resulting image in the Digistar along with some making of type images and then set up a con set of control panel buttons on our Juno control panel page so that I can show it in the dome. I need to make uh, some short videos on it for YouTube, but I haven't had the time yet. Um, I did share a photo of the dome projection on Facebook, on the Fostome Facebook page, but I haven't put it on the blog yet. I need to do that. Uh, so that brings me to this episode's topic, episode 14, Chandra Models and VR Content. Lousy title, but again, whatever. If I come up with a different title, I'll change it and just be inconsistent with what's in the podcast audio. Uh, so in any case, I'm excited for folks to check this stuff out. First off, a huge shout out, and I hope I don't mispronounce his last name, um, huge shout out to Jeff Nee of JPL and NASA's Museum and Informal Education Alliance. Now, he reached out to me a while back about his upcoming online Blender workshop. The workshop is a part of the Zoom seminars for planetarians from the Pacific Planetarium Association. They've been doing um, great work for several years now. And uh, yeah, so he's put together a really wonderful intro workshop for Blender. It's really nice. I'm, I'm excited. I hope I can attend part of it. Um, I wanted to help, but I'm running shows during the second part of the workshop. So I at least shared the materials that I've got out there and lists of favorite resources. Hopefully I can help out with future workshops, the intermediate ones. As I told him, one of my favorite things is to figure out answers to the question of how do I something something in Blender? You know, how do I make this in Blender? How do I do that in Blender? Those kinds of things. Anyway, um, Jeff Nee regularly sends out email newsletters through the Museum and Informal Education Alliance, the MIE Alliance. If you are an informal education professional, I highly recommend joining. It's free and has lots of great resources. So I checked out the newsletter that was in the email this morning and saw a segment called Jellyfish Nebula 3D Model. It said that the IC443 Supernova Remnant model was available for Planetarium, VR, and some other stuff. You know, I was waiting for some files to copy, so I went ahead and downloaded it, checked it out. And I did have to log in with my Museum Alliance username and password. And okay, so I'm looking around, but then I notice mention of a blend file. Ooh, now you know I had to check it out. Okay, so I downloaded the zip file, and the zip file contains the blend file and textures. 
Now the blend file contains the model and a camera already configured for equirectangular rendering. So this is what we would use for the full 360, not just full dome, but full 360. Of course, you can set up the camera for just full dome if that's what you prefer. But oh, this camera already has an animated path as a tour through the nebula. And oh my goodness, these sample uh, frames that I rendered look so cool. Really, so cool. Uh, the zip file contains... Um, Okay, so I already have that part, sorry. Uh, included in the blend file are the Python scripts used in baking the textures and setting up the tour. Everything is well labeled and the scripts are commented nicely. So this uh, to me is um, an inspirational piece of work, very much so. So I looked back at the description page and made note of the people credited with the blend file. I looked them up and wonder why I'd never heard of them. And it's really just because I don't get out enough. Um, especially, uh, let's see, what is her name, if I can pronounce it right? Kim Arcand. So Dr. Arcand is a visualization lead for the Chandra X-ray Observatory. She's got some books out that I hope to check out later. And um, I also poked around looking for other models from public-facing sites. So ones that um, did not require a login. So I didn't find any blend files out there in the public facing sites, but I did find the VR web presentation made using this setup and um, several others um, using, the, uh, using the models, this and other models, similar models, through a web page titled Walking Among the Stars. And these VR presentations are kind of cool. I'm putting a link in the notes because you're, you're going to want to check it out. You are going to love it. You are. Well, I can't say that for sure, but I think you're going to love it. So that model and several more are available as well on the, uh, on the Chandra uh, resources site. Uh, again, link going in the uh, show notes. And uh, if you don't, uh, so if you don't have an account with Museum Alliance, you can still import the models and work with them. But seriously, if you are an MIE Alliance member, do check out the blend file. It's very cool. It's uh, it's an inspiration for me, and it's um, it's given me some ideas for ways that I could share some of some more of the blend files that I've made, not just ones that were made specifically to be examples of how to, but just uh, blend files of stuff that I made. All right, so that does it for this episode. It's been fun, um, and I think I beat the storm. We'll see if I get it edited and posted in time. Um, yeah, it's been fun. We should do this again soon. Be sure to check out the show notes on my blog, Fostome.com. Till next time, be well, be creative, and be free. Be Foss.